Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. I believe we all know uh, Denzel Washington. We know him? Yes. So I watched an interview uh, with his mom. And then they asked the mom, do you know your son would be this great? He said, yes, I knew. How? He said, my mother, which has happened to be the grandmother of Denzel, that my mother will always pray this prayer before going to bed, that God bless my children and children's children. So definitely I know he will be great. If she can have that belief, I'm going to challenge us, encourage us from tonight, January 1st, 2023, that we're going to start praying for our children and children's children. Even though if you're at work, or you are in the plane, or wherever you are, you have to just say the word of prayer into the life of your children and children children. If she can believe that the mother's prayer will answer, definitely you should also believe that your prayer will be answered over your children and children children. Let's pray. Father, we come together as one family today and we lift up our children unto you Lord we believe in our spirit that you will bless our children and children children and children 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 to come in the mighty name of Jesus Father not in monetarily part of it alone but for wisdom you're going to bless them for knowledge you're going to bless them in understanding, you're going to bless them. They will be a champion in their generation in the name of Jesus. They will be the held, not the toe, in the name of Jesus. When you see them in the public, they will point to them that they belong to this church and they belong to you, God. And we pray for their, our, uh, their parents that, God, you will put in our spirit, even though when we are tired and down, you will put in our spirit to remember to pray for our children. Lord, this is my request for this church this year. No one will have an accident in this church this year in the name of Jesus. We are all covered with blood of Jesus. In our going out, God, you will be with us. In our coming in, God, you will be with us. God, they will not diagnose any one of us with mental health issue in this church this year in the name of Jesus. They will not diagnose us with any sort of illness in this church in the name of Jesus. We bless you, God, because we know you've answered our prayer. God bless us, bless our children and children's children in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. sure put a lot of stock into this day. 
Um, as a society, as people, um, we put a lot of stock into what this day is and what this day represents. It's a time of transition and it's a time of goal setting. The, the calendar changes and people see this as a chance to, to set things right that are, they're wrong, that are wrong in their lives or, or their hearts. This is the absolute busiest time of year at the gym. That if you go to the gym, there are more shoes in the front room than there will be at any point during the year. As people say, this is, the, this, is the, this is it. This is the year I'm going to get in shape. Or whatever it may be. There's so many different resolutions, commitments, desires, goals, and promises. We're going to save more money this year. We're going to do more of that this year. We're not going to do this or we're not going to do that. And these are not bad things at all. In fact, some of you may be here today because of a New Year's resolution. That you may have said, we're going to, I'm going to start going to church. So here you are. Or I'm going to start going to church more. So here you are. New Year's resolutions are not bad things, but we really press in on this day. Um, how many here have ever made a March 27th resolution? You know, it's March 27th. I got to get my life in order. You know, we don't do that. It, it comes to today. I, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. And I think it comes from a place where, where we have an innate desire to make this year better than last year. And this year is going to have some good moments. 2023 will have some of the best moments of your life in it. This year's probably going to have some tough moments for some of us. We're going to celebrate together. There's going to be moments where we celebrate the goodness of God. And there's going to be moments where we cry together and cling to the goodness of God. As, as we move through this. We're, we're going to have moments that we live in anticipation. That we can see far off coming because they're amazing. Or because we're getting ready because they're not going to be so amazing. And we're going to be blindsided by things, things that are incredible, moments where good things happen that we didn't expect, had no idea, and here we go. And there's going to be moments where they're challenging. Things are going to change this year. Things that we've got planned, things that we're ready for, they're not going to happen. And things that we never saw coming, even after they're over and we're just still not sure what just happened there. But what will make the difference for you, what will make the difference for all of us, what will make the difference for us as a church, is not what, happened to it, what happens to us this year. That, that, that's not what ultimately will make the difference in our lives and in our story as we move through this year. It's not about what happens. That's not what's going to make it a good year this year. What will cause us to look back on 2023 and say, wow, that was a good year, will not be what happened but it'll be the way in which we go through it. See, Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. And so we recognize that, we realize that, every single one of us lives inside that reality, and we can't try and just choose to opt out of that. But that's not where Jesus stopped. It wasn't just, hey, just so you know, life is going to be terrible. He says, in this world there's going to be difficult moments... But he says, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. I have overcome what you're going to face. I have overcome 2023 20, already. 
So what does it mean to have a great year in 2023? It doesn't mean that this year is, is going to be a year where somehow we're just going to start out with this like belief that nothing bad can happen and that will make it a good year. Because that's, that's not... You're, you, we're not going to set ourselves up for stubbing our toe on the way out of the sanctuary because we're jumping out of the way of a little kid with a soccer ball. That, that's not how this is going to work. And it's not about resolutions, either making them or keeping them. Working out more, saving more, more money, those things are fine. But if we really want to have a good year in 2023, we really want to set ourselves up to have a great, to get off on the right foot, what we need to do is give 2023 to God. Give it to him. Trust him with it. Recognize that, that we will have good and we will have bad, but in all of that, God has already overcome everything we're going to face in 2023. We can live with a pure faith in the Lord and his provision in our lives for 2023. And so if you're joining me in 1 Samuel chapter 7, we, we, there's this, this story, and I think it illustrates what we need to see in our lives for 2023. What does it mean to give it to God? In 1 uh, Samuel chapter 7, the people are turning their hearts back to God. It tells us at the beginning that they're setting things right. They're setting things in the way that they need to be. Carmen, I think it's frozen, so you might need to... <laughs> there we go. But the people are turning their hearts back to God. They've corporately, collectively, as a society said, we're turning our hearts back to God. And we read that the Ark of the Covenant is being returned back to the temple where it was supposed to be as things had gotten rotten in Israel, things weren't taken care of properly, things weren't where they were supposed to be, including the Ark of the Covenant, but they're bringing that back. There's this spiritual revival taking place in Israel. They're dedicating themselves to God, and the prophet Samuel comes and gives them instructions on, on how to do just that. H how, do you, how do we turn back? Here's what we do. And it's at this very moment where there's this incredible revival taking place in Israel. At this moment, the Philistines decide to attack. They, every, there's this giant celebration of all that God is doing, and our hearts are turning back to them. And it's in this moment, the enemy comes knocking. Now, for all of us, this is the kind of moment that can cause us so much struggle in our lives. When we make the choice to do what's right, when we're making, I am going to set things right, I am going to set things the way they need to be, I'm going to be who God has called me to be, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. When we're doing what God wants, things should go well, right? When we do what God wants, my life should be good because I'm doing what God has asked me to do. And as a reward, he should be blessing the work of my hands. I should be seeing good things take place. But how many know that's not always our testimony? That that's not always what happens. 
That sometimes we make a choice and say, I'm going to follow God more than I ever have. And we're seemingly rewarded with trouble, with struggle, with strife, with worry, with fear. Or in the case of Israel here, possibly worse. And these are the moments where where we can find it hard to keep it together. Hard to really trust. Hard to really believe that God is good. Because I'm trying to do what's right. I'm trying to be who I was called and created to be. And yet, this is the result of it. But rather than than freak out and lose focus on what was happening or or rejecting their desire to return to God, the people come to Samuel and they they ask him, would you you pray to God on, on our behalf to protect us and deliver us from the attack of the enemy that's coming. And, and this is what the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 9. It says that Samuel cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. And Scripture records what takes place is that as the Philistines approached, a tremendous thunderstorm comes. The thunderstorm was so strong And so powerful that the the Philistine army freaks out. They lose their courage. They they forget what's going on. There's lightning. There's thunder. and, And instead of this becoming a battle, they essentially turn and they run. Because they don't want to be out in the middle of the storm. And it says this in verse 10 as the answer to Samuel's prayer. But that day the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. And to mark this moment in the history of Israel and their relationship with God, Samuel sets up a stone memorial. And scriptural tells us that he names it Ebenezer, which means thus far the Lord has helped us. On your way into the church, if you've ever wondered why we have a big rock in the front room, um, that rock says Ebenezer, And has that verse quoted on it. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. And for each of us here today, that is your testimony. Thus far, the Lord has helped you. How do I know that? Because you're here. Because you're here today. That that means that God has provided for you and given you what you needed your entire life. Up until now. His track record has been flawless. You wouldn't be where you are right now if it wasn't for God's loving care for you. Now, don't confuse that with me somehow dismissing your story and saying, must have always been easy for you then. When Samuel said, thus far the Lord has helped us, that wasn't a statement of, hey, we've had it easy It's a statement that says, even when it's been hard, God has never left us. The testimony of Israel, the testimony of our lives is not, hey, it's always been easy. The testimony of our lives is thus far, God has carried us through. 
They couldn't say they had no rough spots, no times of challenge, or never had anything come up that would have caused them trouble, never had a moment of doubt, never had a moment of worry. But in the midst of all that happened, even the middle of all that was happening in this moment, as the enemy was coming for them, they recognized that thus far the Lord has helped us. And that's the message that I want to give to you I want to remind you of, I, I want you to take home with you today, January 1st, 2023. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. I want you to start off this year with a reminder of God's faithfulness in your life and in your story. God has carried you this far. God has given you all that you need for today. And friends, he will have daily bread for you tomorrow. God's track record of care and watch over you has been everything that you needed. And we can trust God who has carried us this far will carry us moving forward. Um, this morning, God woke me up early and, and I believe gave me sort of a prophetic word for, for someone Someone's, I don't know, somebody watching, somebody here. But there was, there was a part of this story that, that didn't stick out to me until about 6 o'clock this morning. Um, and I believe that God has a word for somebody here today. And the word is this. God's answer to Samuel's prayer was a thunderstorm. Now, as this thunderstorm comes rolling in, my bet is that the Israelites looked at this thunderstorm and thought, not another thing. Not another thing. The enemy's coming, and now we've got to fight in a thunderstorm. Oh, of course. It has to rain and thunder. We're going out to a battle. We're probably going to lose. And now we've got to do it in the rain, adding insults to injury. But that another thing is exactly what God was using to save them. And so for this, this is the word that, that I believe that, that God has for somebody, that, that I believe there's somebody, even this morning or in the last day or two, ha has said to their spouse, has said to a friend, has said to someone, I can't handle another thing. I cannot handle another thing. I've had all the things I can handle, and I can't handle another one. And what God wants you to know this morning what God wants you to see that he sees in your life is that these another things that look like they're just piling on, those are the same things that God will use to bring about victory in your life. That when we've had it up to here and we look and, and everything is bad and now there's a thunderstorm and I cannot do a thunderstorm, God wants you to know that he can use that thunderstorm to bring about victory. To bring about victory in a battle where there doesn't even have to be a fight. And that's what God wants you to know this morning. Is that he sees these other things. And he's going to use these other things in your life. 
See, you've got a testimony of God's goodness and grace in your life. We talked about this last week. We talked about how sometimes it takes other people to point it out for us. But you've got a testimony of God's goodness and grace in your life because you're here today. But it's so much bigger than that. Today we have an opportunity to have a significant moment. And this year, the way that the calendar falls, we have the chance to start out the year with hope and excitement and expectation because thus far the Lord has helped us. But we also have the opportunity to in the first handful of hours of the year to remember, to begin 2023 by remembering with communion. So around the, the sanctuary here, there's four places where you can pick up communion. There's at the front here, two at the back. The two at the back also have gluten-free options available. So if you'd like to, to, if you'd like to take part in communion, but oh, I'm gluten-free, there are some gluten-free and there's signs to indicate which ones are the gluten-free ones. But we're going to share in communion in just a moment. So I'm going to invite you to, to just get up from, from where you are and, and come and grab some communion at one of the four spots around the sanctuary. Grab for your family, grab for your friends. If there's somebody sitting next to you in the row, you can say, hey, do you want me to grab you some communion? And then we'll, we'll take communion together. But in communion, we've got the opportunity to remember the most deepest and most sincere reason that we can have hope and excitement the reason that you and I can place our trust in Jesus is not simply because we just made it through 2022. That, that there's truth, and we've talked about that this morning. But there's more to it than just what God did in 2022 or what God did in 2015 or what God did in, in 2007 or what God did in 1994 or what God did in 1957. Whatever, whatever God's faithfulness has looked like in your life, there's more to it than just that. Because we began the message today with a word looking at when Jesus said, take heart for I have overcome the world and how that lets us know that God has already overcome 2023. But now as we take time to remember what Jesus did on the cross, this is the very moment that he overcame the world. This is the very moment 2,000 years ago that he overcame 2023. And so we close our service the first service of 2023, both remembering the victory that Jesus accomplished on the cross, but also prophetically claiming the same victory over whatever you're, you are facing or will face in 2023. And so we have this very special opportunity to really start 2023 by looking back on what the Lord has done for us. Not to just start the year with, with promises and resolutions that this year we're going to get it right. But to start out the year with hearts full of gratitude and thankfulness that spill over into allowing us to have hope and expectation. When Jesus led the disciples in the Passover dinner that we now celebrate as communion, 
He tells us that through the bread symbolizing his broken body and through the cup symbolizing his blood, that he was taking on all the evil and suffering and pain in this life and refusing to give it the last word. But he tells us that his death and his resurrection means something about the future. Our future, your future, and my future. Well, to close off our time this morning, uh, a man, uh, a man named Glenn Burris, um, he used to be the, the president of the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. And he wrote this, and, and I thought it would be appropriate to pray over you to close off our service this morning. He wrote, my, my 2023 prayer and blessing over you. I pray your weaknesses become your strengths. I pray your enemies become your friends. I pray your obstacles become your victories. I pray your needs become pathways to blessings. I pray your fears give way to faith. I pray your closed doors give way to open ones. I pray threats against you become your testimony. I pray your worry gives way to worship. I pray your pain encourages his healing touch. I pray every stronghold becomes like dust at your feet. I pray every good and perfect gift from God be yours. I pray all this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I'm calling on the God of Jacob. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go. I'm standing on your faithfulness, on your faithfulness. I'm calling on the God of Mary, who saved the rest upon the lonely. I know with you 
are the same God. You are the same God. You answered prayers back then, and you will answer now. You are the same God. You are the same God.